listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And today is a How to Lutheran with Bree, and we're talking about something maybe near and dear to our hearts, maybe not. We're going to find out. Bree, take it away. Sure. So today is October 3rd, the day of recording. This will be um, <laughs> produced a fr- the Friday after, but tomorrow um, is largely celebrated as LWML Sunday. And so today we're talking about Mite Boxes, which is an avenue which plays a tremendously critical role, not only in LWML Sunday, but in helping fund millions of dollars worth of mission and ministry work in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Mite Box, just a little background history on it, is based loosely off of the narrative in Mark chapter 12. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. I'm sure you've heard this story before. But this is how how the might box sort of originates. Starting at verse 41. And he sat down. I'm supposing this is Jesus. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. So the mite box is something that is not actually original to Lutheran women. It was the LWML mite box, as it is today, was inspired by various giving societies of the 1800s. According to the LWML website, one of the earliest examples of the Might Box is actually from the Woman's Mission to Woman organization. And that was a Baptist organization that first appealed to women and their families in the late 1800s. Basically, to use that Might Box, sort of collect their coins and their leftover change and whatnot for charity work. And to then ultimately, once that box is full, then to give it for charity to feed the poor, clothe the hungry, whatever, whatever mission that Baptist organization did, basically all those little coins that they collected up would then be donated and it made a much larger impact on the work of the church. So prior to the LWML sort of recognition as an, as an auxiliary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, Lutheran ladies were still sort of, they had still sort of adopted this mite box model. Lutheran ladies aid groups would distribute mite boxes to the women members of each congregation and then, you know, take up a collection quarterly or annually or what have you. According to this, this website again is in 1930. So before the recognition of the auxiliary, I believe it was referred to as the Lutheran Women's Missionary Endeavor, this is in 1930, it is recorded that 92 Lutheran Ladies' Aid groups were able to collect, get ready for this, $6,651.31 for mission work. Wow. For somebody who works in fundraising like I do, I just... (laughs) I just marvel at that Um, (laughs) because you, you you think about one person giving a coin or two 
And then ultimately, once once you sort of harness the power of the collective or the power of the crowd, I don't want to sound like a communist. You might want to strike that from the record. <laughs> Just clarify it here. Just to clarify, right. This is exactly. not communism. No. Not, hashtag not Marxist. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that... Back in the 1930s, like they were able, this this group, this group of 92 societies was able to come together and pool so many, so much resource for the work of the church. In Depression era, that's really impressive. Absolutely. On on top of all that. And so I think even more impressive is it's not even a hundred years later and biennially now the lwml at every national convention these might boxes are contributing to millions of dollars that is that is then transferred to mission and ministry work within the lutheran church whether it's the work of a recognized service organization or the work of a district or like a corporate synod ministry and even then, according to the structure of the LWML, that's, I believe, only 25% of all might box donations given in that biennium, because 75% of that, and any of you LWML historians or experts, like, I'm just going to chime in here and say, feel free to let us know once you've listened to this podcast, feel, feel free to fact check <laughs> it and be like, you know what, actually, it's not like that. Um, Or if if things have changed since COVID or whatever. But to my knowledge, 75% of those might box offerings stay in the district or the zone. Only a fraction, which translates roughly to, I think, 1.5, over $1.5 million was donated. It was collected in the last biennium. And I believe this year they have a goal of $2.1 million. And... Given where they are in this, I honestly, I think they're well on their way of potentially meeting that, even in spite of COVID and people feeling the economic hit and, you know, people are losing jobs and there's a lot of just uncertainty. I see just in my line of work alone, seeing Lutherans sort of step up right now and almost they're like running into the burning building to help save people. It's sort of this sacrificial giving that we see being exemplified here by the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. I mean, we talk about supporting mission work and people still being willing to give, even even though we're in hard times. Again, if you if you're on the LWML website and you look at all the mission grants that they do every year, the list of things that those might support is really, really impressive and really incredible to think of of how far those mites go um, that you put your money into. I mean, the, this support reaches around the world to all of these different organizations that are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to people that you may not even have ever heard of, but someone's doing a grant for it and that gets funded by the LWML. And it's it's a really, really cool process of, of how all of this works just because of these mite boxes. Right, right. <laughs> I have always loved these little little cardboard boxes i love putting them together and the way they sort of there's this diy thing ikea effect from start to finish for the white <laughs> box where it's this object that you can place around your house and if you think about it stick 
coins into it. When I was a teenager, I remember I used to help with laundry for our family and I kept a mite box on the dryer. And so as far as I was concerned, if my siblings left money in their pockets and I, their big sister, did their laundry, that money was forfeit. And if it was, <laughs> if it was bills, it went to me. <laughs> and of course. Coins, it went in the mite box. <laughs> but it was, you know, there's this tactile pleasure involved in putting money in a piggy bank. And I think the mite box captured that. It also really taps into the best of grassroots fundraising in that this isn't a big gift. It's a big gift that it's a little gift that adds up over time. I'm reminded of how impressed I was. And no matter what you feel about our former president, Barack Obama, it's impressive that for his 2008 presidential campaign, I believe I heard that the average donation he received was about $20. Wow. Wow. You know, and you look at that and you're like, that is so cool that this wasn't this camp, this particular campaign wasn't funded by a few big donors giving millions of dollars. It was funded by a million donor, do, donors giving $20. And that is the model that is just so beautifully expressed in the Lutheran Women's Missionary League mm -hmm. that it's not funded. And maybe I'm sure they do have some donors who give dig deep and give plenty uh, of money at a time. But by and large, it is and always has been funded by women donating their spare change, little bits at a time. And those bits add up into great big gifts to the church and to the world. And I love that. I don't, I, I will say I don't do it as much as I used to because I've gone to a largely cashless lifestyle. <laughs> and that I think is a challenge that the LWML is working to sort of transcend as you move into, you know, a new, a new world of how money works. But I really hope they're able to preserve the spirit of the might box where you just stick your loose change in bits at a time as you pull it out of the dryer <laughs> and watch those boxes get heavier and heavier and heavier and then you take them to the church and i don't know if, if your churches have had this they have the big mite box that just has a hole in the top the perfect size for your little <laughs> mite box and you get to drop it in and it's just it's a wonderful interactive way to do fundraising and it really does add up and do big things in the world and I just think it's so cool. The church custodian gets a hernia bringing that <laughs> giant mic to the bank. <laughs> but the mission projects get funded. and that Amen, sister. <laughs> and you actually, you do bring up an interesting point that I didn't even think of when I was looking into the mic box. I'm going to call it a phenomenon because it is, it, it, there is really just something like i don't want to say the word magical but there's really just something so so blessed behind the whole concept and just seeing all the work that gets done by saving your little pennies from the dryer or you go into your center, center console on your car and you've got dimes and a nickel left over from you know going through the drive-through somewhere i would be interested to see sort of what plans are in the works if any to sort of 
meet this need of people giving more so online, giving with their debit cards, giving with their credit cards. I know from where I stand, people are not, kids are not kids. Kids, I'm 34 years old. Um, <laughs> they're not writing checks anymore. They don't know how to write checks. Dudes don't know how to write checks. They either use cash or they Venmo each other money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it it would be it would be fascinating to see sort of what innovative ideas come out as the LWML tries to meet that need because here's the other thing too is yes there's something about putting pennies in a box my favorite part about it is shaking the box and you like you yes. hear like all the cleanness and the like it just feels good it's the multi-sensory aspect. Um, it's that, it's yes. that very sensory, absolutely. That, <laughs> that sensory element that just it kind of it kind of hits home that whole like tangibility of it. That you know, you can make a credit card gift or you can go online and donate, but that then I feel like is far more symbolic than it is tangible. And that's just as well. I, I'm pretty sure that you can go on to the LWML website and make an online gift and that that will be god blessed with the rest of it with the with the mite boxes and the rest but yeah there's just there's just something very appealing about the noise of it the shakiness of it the tactile experience so i i do think that is something that the lwml will will continue to accommodate in the years to come even um, in spite of a national coin shortage Makes me wonder how many ladies have got the mic boxes stacking up and need to turn them in because we the are the responsible, responsible for the national coin shortage. <laughs> Open up the churches and let's see. Right. Uh-oh. Right. We won't know until we do. All of a sudden, COVID goes away. All the churches reopen. All the ladies bring in their mic boxes. <laughs> They're cracking open the dusty giant mite box with a crowbar, and like the entire Federal Reserve is in this cardboard box <laughs> at the church up the street. It's the last possible place, but that's that's kind of the way of it, isn't it? There's like cobwebs and stuff. There's like fifty thousand yeah. dollars worth of pennies in a box. <laughs> I love it. As I think about the mite boxes and the concept behind it, uh, like two things sort of stand out to me from what we were talking about. And one is I feel like it really highlights the maybe just the organic nature of the body of Christ, again, with the idea that it's not about the the big, fancy, shiny things. And that's great. And God uses God uses that by all means. But it's this very every small piece contributing to the larger whole and from that like it becomes something that's bigger than the sum of its parts because of everybody giving these small things and the other thing that i was thinking about as you were talking about is the way it permeates life like the normal mundane parts of life get permeated with the sacred because, you know, you're doing laundry and suddenly you're also supporting mission. And like, and it's, it's, I mean, doing laundry is a ministry in of itself, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> Please do your laundry. <laughs> Please. But maybe it, it helps 
brings some of that again to mind and keeps that a little bit more obvious through through life when when that is part of your habit and practice. And it makes me wonder, like, what other things do we have that are practices that sort of have that same effect where it's it's something that is a small thing that turns your mind back to, I don't know, back to back to the true reality of life, back to our center in Christ. I don't know. That one I just thought of here in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a similar, there's a similar thing going on in, you know, some of our art choices and, you know, home decor Mm. where, you know, I have a, I have a wall hanging right in front of my desk here that says friends, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, you know, and on like that and how we, how we surround ourselves with reminders of the sacred, but those aren't interactive in the way that a mite box is that, Uh um, you know, it's easy to sort of gaze at them so often that they become part of the background and you don't notice them. Whereas a mite box invites participation and action and interaction in a way that I think maybe is even a more effective reminder of our faith. Well, and also too, one of the things that I find interesting about this whole mite box practice is it's there's kind of a lifestyle behind it. It is a very mindful practice. I I think that the the women I know that are heavily involved in LWML, you know, exhibit a a very high, very visible level I think of faithfulness and spirituality and you know, believe in the importance of prayer. And so even there's like might box calendars to sort of, this is how you can outline your prayer life for the month of September, or this is a group of people that you can pray for, you know, make sure that when you're cleaning out your car, gather up those, those few coins. Like it's not just when you're doing laundry one day or, or, you know, vacuuming your car that, Oh, that's right. This is, this is my, this is my one reminder. I feel like, those who do the mite boxes, like it is, it's a very involved, like interwoven throughout your daily life sort of a thing. And I do want to be clear, like it's not, it's not because these faithful ladies are, it's not what they're doing. It's not because they are praying fervently for things. It's not because it's nothing that they're doing. It's God and in his faithfulness sort of multiplying the blessings that he has given his people into one place. And these ladies are so reflective of that trust and confidence in God's providence, in his blessing, in the way that he uses five, 10, 20 cents, how he uses a quarter, how he uses a nickel. So to just see that level of trust and faith played out that, this one small offering that I give now is going to be, even if it's the only thing that I can give right now, if this is the only thing that God is allowing me to give right now, he's going to use it for good because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're called to live in a different way than the rest of the world. And that that falls into that lifestyle of of trusting in God's provision and God's will 
we as Christian women, we we end up living differently <laughs> and you kind of fall into it sometimes. But th- that's part of it is, is uh, like Rachel mentioned, the artwork and and this practice of using using your spare change for something for the church. That is something that a, a non-Christian person might see and wonder why you're doing it. But that that is what we are called to do as Christian women. And it's absolutely I, I, I love that it is such a low entry point forgiving. Mm-hmm. You pointed out in the history section of this that Mike Box has really got their start at the height of the Great Depression, where Lutheran housewives did not have a lot and where coins were they they were worth more than than they are now. <laughs> and yet the Mike Box allowed people to give without worrying about how much it was. You know, that it was just give as you can and it'll be enough. And I think that as we as a nation are going into and, and sort of traversing another time of economic recession and hardship for a lot of people, as giving is becoming more and more of a challenge for any number of families. And yet, even if you are in a place of real economic hardship, a giving life is a blessed life. Not in that, you know, it's like a tit for tat, you give and God will bless you thing, Mm. but in that there is something so liberating in being able to open up your hands and say, here, God gave this to me. I trust that he will give me more. He will give me what I need. And so I can share with you. There is a freedom in that letting go that is as valuable for you when you're unemployed and broke as it is when you are comfortably situated and, you know, set up with lots and lots of, uh, you know, capital influx, wherever you are in your life, giving is freedom. (laughs) It frees you to live a full and complete life in a different way. And so the might box and all that that stands for says you do not have to have a giant check in order to participate in this lifestyle of giving because God has given to you. Even if all you have is a handful of pennies, give it and be blessed. And the fact that it's it's all voluntary charitable giving. It's not mm-hmm. I have to I have I've pledged this month much this month and I have to I have to make I have to make that goal. It's women knowing that even though they might not have much, God's going to bless this this small token that they're giving and he's going to use it f- for people who maybe have not heard about Jesus before. Mm-hmm. It supports works of mercy. It it helps people and it shares the story of Jesus with others. And so that whole, there's that whole voluntary aspect of they're going to they're going to do it because they they've chosen to to do that. They've chosen to make make those make those small gifts or large gifts or whatever. I will give you a few tidbits of information that a lot of like LWML speakers have sort of brought up in the past to help stay mindful about the whole mite box gathering. So one of the tips is don't hide your mite box. If you have a mite box at home, <laughs> don't let it be like out of sight, out of mind. Make sure it's it's visible. Give thanks in adversity with what you can provide. So even in like the tough times, if things are not going well, give thanks to God because you've you've woken up to to another a new day, another day. And in that thankfulness, throw a penny or two in there. 
And of course, collect your loose change and place it in the mite box before your next meeting. <laughs> Make sure you do that. <laughs> Scour your entire house for that one coin, girl. <laughs> but one one of the core things to sort of bring it all bring it all in, bring it all together is that since 1942, when the LWML was recognized by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, over a hundred million dollars in mission offerings have been gathered, thanks in no small part to the Might Box. And that is a truly blessed thing. And I am tremendously thankful for the faithfulness and the generosity of our Lutheran ladies. That Amen. is impressive. Amen. I do have a fun little video that we can share on the website, on the <laughs> Facebook page as well. It's little pictures of the mite boxes over the years. So if for some reason you don't know what a mite box is or you've never seen one, you can see a little like biennial progression of mite box designs throughout the years. It's pretty cool. So it's funny looking at those. There's a picture on the LWML website. And I remember getting or my parents have my mom having nearly all of those in our house when I was growing up. <laughs> I bet Which, some of those would go for some money on eBay, like right? ironically. They're heirloom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a cool thing, though, because for for women and girls who have grown up in a church who is very strongly into LWML, that is such a fun way for kiddos to get involved in giving to the church. Because for kids, putting coins in, or even adults, putting coins <laughs> in a little box is so fun. And it yeah. gives it, you know, teaching stewardship young is so important. And this is a great way to do it. And they're such colorful little boxes. And you, I, I do like that one with the rainbow. Rainbow crayons. Uh, that's the one I remember from when yeah. I was like five. <laughs> and it, I, like, I think it helps them feel important too. Like it makes them right. feel like they are contributing members of the church. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say that's why that's what motivates all donors, period, because it's not. But I think when you're a kid and you feel like you want to belong or you want to be part of something, mm -hmm. you want to feel like an adult. This is this is one sort of wholesome way to do that. That's all I got, dude. <laughs> well, I'm I'm seeing here, and I know that most of us are able to pick up mite boxes at our churches, especially if you've got a, an active LWML chapter. But CPH, I believe, if your church does not currently participate in mite boxes, I believe you can order a set of mite boxes for cost of shipping only. So if you want to make this part of your life and don't have another easy way to do it. And if your church does not have an active LWML chapter, check it out. See if maybe you could be that catalyst for starting it. Or if they do have an active LWML chapter and you're not involved yet, consider getting involved. I enjoyed very much being involved before I had children. <laughs> <laughs> and have supported from afar during the years when I've been in the thick of it first as a working mom and now as a homeschool mom. But I really, really value and support the work of the LWML and hope that they will continue to do that work for a long time to come. Certainly long enough for me to get my start emptying out my nest and have a little more time so that I can... <laughs> into it <laughs> and if if this episode 
reminds you to bring your mite box, which you should have brought last Sunday. Which is that's so okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll still accept it with, another with thankfulness. In. Have you ever gotten <laughs> the mite fine. box so full the coins are like coming out the seams? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a mess, but I yep. I love messes. <laughs> yep. So LWML was Sunday, I think officially or unofficially officially uh, was October 4th. That is, yes. The first Sunday in October. Some places might celebrate it a different Sunday. I don't know. If you want to learn more about LWML, you can, of course, go to their website, lwml.org, or uh, talk to many of the women in the group. I know there's a massive LWML contingent in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge group, which is awesome. You can join our group on Facebook, of course, find all of the conversation there, or you can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge.